I apologize for that. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we back, we back, we back. Like I said, I'm feeling real funk master flexions tonight. Let's get it. <laughs> I apologize for the technical difficulties, but we back stronger than ever. Like I said, we ain't gonna start this live until we got 50 live viewers. Let's get it. This is a special show tonight. We ain't taking no no whole bars tonight. Let's get it. about to go live trust me it's about to be a crazy show we got rto vp kill kill pull on a on a call in let's get it progressive action radio the most objective show in america I gotta bring back my favorite instrumental. Sorry, I gotta I just gotta bring it back, man. This is my favorite one right here. I can't lie to y'all. Can't lie to y'all. And y'all, I'll be seeing y'all little guys out there doing y'all live videos, getting about three viewers. We don't do that over here. This is progressive action radio, baby. Playtime is over.
What's going on? What's going on, people? You know, we here live. Progressive Action Radio. It's only one way to do this here, man. Let me let me let me cut this background music off. This is this is crazy right here. Um I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, I know where that's coming from. My fault. Let me get this up out of here. So look, it's a lot of things that's going on today. A lot of things went on today. I went to um, MTA headquarters. You know, they, they, they trying to get at us and trying to deny us for all work performed. And I wasn't trying to have it. You know, the, the media had contacted me and they said, yo, Mr. Thompson, what's going on? Is the MTA not paying you or whatever the case may be? I said, yeah, they not. You know, they, they, they practicing this thing called wage theft. And they're not paying us for all work performed. And, but I'm going to go up there and speak to them and see what I can get from them up there and, um, before I go to y'all. You know, I'm, I'm trying to build a relationship with the MTA. Um, so, you know, I went up there. I seen uh, Lenny Axelrod. And he, he introduced me to everybody. He's like, you know, he was in a meeting and I stuck my head in the meeting. Because you know how I do. I, I just want to go up to the floors and, and, and see the bosses for myself. So I went up there, I went to, um, you know, I seen Lenny Axelrod, and he was like, you know, every, he, intru- he introduced me to everybody, yo, you know, this, this is Tramel Thompson, or whatever the case is, I shook, I shook everybody's hand, and um, then I proceeded to go to uh, Greenblatt floor, Barry Greenblatt, and you know, he's the boss of RTO, and um, he knew who I was, you know, he, he even said that, you know, he read my blogs, shout out to Gat. Shout out to Barry Greenblatt for reading, for, for reading progressive action. But what I tell y'all is true. You know, a superintendent did tell me that they was um, screenshotting my posts and sending them to two Broadway is true. You know, um, Barry Greenblatt, he, he doesn't have a profile in the group, but he reads my posts. Like I said, shout out to Barry Greenblatt. So now I know, now I know when I have an issue and I put it on progressive action, Barry Greenblatt will be reading. <laughs> but look, if you're afraid, watch what you post on progressive action because the bosses are watching. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid of the bosses. I think this is a great way for, for me to communicate with them. Besides using the media, you know, the media is my friend. Um, they could just come to progressive action, screenshot my post, send them to Broadway. I'm going to be talking a lot about what's going on with the MTA and hopefully, you know, they could rectify some of these situations. I'm happy about that. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that no bosses is watching none of the other groups. So if you want to be, um, if you're scared and, and, and you don't want to create change to, to better your life at the MTA, then post in other groups. But progressive action is where it's at. Um, what else is going on? You know, you got this customer service ambassador, this whole thing, and and you know, with the governor, it's a lot of politics. I learned today, you know, I'm not go, I'm not gonna discuss everything that went on at Two Broadway today, but you know, it's a lot of politics, and even the big bosses, they don't agree with a lot of the politics that's going on. But we'll save that um, for another time. 
you know, bus drivers, bus driver assaults are on the rise. Nothing is being done about that. You know, I, I got to speak to um maybe Daru Irick about this situation, about, you know, the assaults not being taken serious with bus drivers. It's not being taken serious with any of us, but bus drivers had the least amount of protection. And they need more protection out there in the field. And we must, we must, we must, we must get them um, some more protection. But we, 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 got a, we got an announcement. Matter of fact, I'm going I'm to I'm call. I'm going to see if she go pick up. We, we got an announcement. She probably don't know I'm going to do this, but it's all good. Let me call her right now. See what's going on. Call her right now. See what's going on with this. Hello, hello. Hold on, I don't know what's going on with it. Hello, hello, hello. I don't think she can hear me, but maybe I call on my, I call on, I call on the other phone. But um, we got, we got, we got something big going on. I, I'd rather let her talk about it. Let me get her on the line. I'd, ra I'd rather let her talk about it than 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 me. But um. Matter of fact, Jocelyn, I know you're watching. Can you do me a favor? Can you call me on the show phone? Call me on the show phone so we could tell them what's going on. What, what big announcement we got going on um, in April? We go, we go tell them about that. But um, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of things going on right now. You know, people want to know about you know the, the the elections. I'm running for president. I don't care what anybody else say. I don't care what anybody else doing. I'm running for president. Jocelyn, look, I need you to call into the show. Please call into the show. Call on the show phone. Um, she's calling. Look, I told her to call on, on the show phone, and she's calling my personal number. Jocelyn, call on the show phone, please. Yeah, everything good. Can you call on the show phone? All right, thank you. Um, right now, we need some serious change. In local 100 i don't i i really don't think that you guys get it we 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 got the same old thing we we getting bad contracts um discipline is on the rise um bus drivers i i really feel that y'all are very underappreciated on the union side you know for them trying to bamboozle you guys and tell you you guys that you go get a 300 percent increase on uh arctic pay i think that was very misleading you know for it to be 75 cents you guys need to be getting an extra five dollars more you know um to drive to drive these buses you know and um but we we got we got let me call her because she's taking too long to call me we 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 have a we have a big big um thing going on but I don't want to tell it myself. I don't think it's it's right for me to tell it myself. Damn, my phone is not even my phone. Is, give me a second. Let me put the number. Let me put the number on the screen to get you guys. Cause I, I I do want you guys to call in to the show. Matter of fact, I should just call Kia right now to see what's going on with him. I know he's handling the twelve nine. Let me see, uh, Kia, Kia, Kia. Let me see if he picks up this phone. 
See what's going on. We we calling Kia live. See if he picks up. Hey Kia, what up? This is this is Tramel. We live, bro. Oh, I'm in the middle of a thing still. Oh, uh, how much more time you need? Uh, give me about five ten minutes. I, do me a favor. Call me on this number. Don't share okay. this number. This is this is the this is the private number. Um, call, call me on this number as soon as you're done. We go we go take other calls, but we need okay. you back on the got show. You. All right. All right, got you. All right. All right. Cool. All right. That's Kia. He he's handling business. No matter what y'all say, you know I learned about that's that's. Oh, we gonna make this announcement right call now. Unknown caller to accept. Press one. To send- What's up? What's going on? Hey, good evening. Come on, don't 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 put on your nice girl voice. I want to hear the Jocelyn voice. <laughs> cut cut your bullshit out, all right? This Make, is my everyday voice. Nah, you got to cut it out. We ain't, we ain't having that tonight. So, how's I, everyone going? Look, I I just want to we we go we we go make this big announcement. Um because we going to let everybody know that you came up with this idea, right? <laughs> you are too funny. Yeah, we gonna let everybody know that you came up with this idea. So we go explain. Now it's going down March thirtieth, right? But we go let you explain to what's going on before anybody else try to beat us to the punch or, or anything like that. That we had this in play for a very long time. So I want you to let the people know what we got going on March thirtieth, Friday, March thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Well, on Friday, March thirtieth. Um, 2018, we are going to do a rally for Tier 6. However, prior to that, we're going to open an additional um, progressive action Tier 6 reform page where we're going to find out who are the lawmakers that signed off on Tier 6, what bills are currently in um, process, who can we reach out to that is going to help um, you know, dictate change and what changes can be made for our pension. Why? Why is this so important? A, a tier six rally. Well, first off, you know our union has people working on tier six who's not really working on tier six. Um, you know, ever since they had the meeting in the summer, where again they bamboozled us, they had us come to a meeting to tell us, oh, we already did everything that y'all saying, and nothing else has been done since then. Marvin Holland went to run a campaign, and everyone else went to retire, have parties, sit in the union hall, fight de Blasio, push Cuomo agenda, and we have been lost outside of that. No one is really working on it. And... Um, if we want change, we have to go out there and create the change that we want. So as a Tier 6 employee, you know, with other Tier 6 employees, I think it's um, imperative that we get the push going because this is our future. It's not, you know, this is, you know, when you retire, you don't want to be sitting there as the Walmart greeter because you need additional income. You want to make sure that as your transit career comes to an end, you have a steady income coming in that you'll be able to make a living on. That, that's correct. And and everybody can see right now 
that we have the um rally to fix tier six um flyer on the screen. It's Friday, March twenty March thirtieth, twenty eighteen, at ten a.m. We starting, and the location is very special. the The location is the office of the governor, the person who gave us, you know, this tier six, and we would like to tell Governor Cuomo. Get the fuck out of here! Because because we coming, we coming tier six. We will not be able to retire off of these pensions. It's projected. Yeah. It's projected that we, in twenty years from now, it's only gonna be worth forty thousand dollars. You can't live in New York right now with forty thousand dollars. So where you're going to live mm-hmm. for forty thousand dollars twenty years from now, Governor Cuomo? Get the fuck out of here! That's the worst thing As that you could I have done. You. Yeah, as I told people before, when they said, oh, it was initially 30, what it was, 30 years and 62 years of service, and it was like, well, we changed it back. They changed the age back, but we can't, you know, this pension was initially for 3062, so you work longer, live less after retirement, and not have to worry about, you know, all this additional income. Well, I'm gonna tell you. you know, that, I'm, I'm hoping. I, I'm gonna tell you this about okay. the the whole the whole age thing with with, with tier six. It doesn't matter because no matter what age you are, you're not going to be re- able to retire off of forty thousand dollars. I don't care well, if you're yeah. eighty years old. So when the, well, the sixty-two years old puts you closer to getting your social security. That's correct. So if if they it's, figure if, you if, have an on. additional income, if it's a social if it, security, if, if it's available twenty years from now. We 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 must exactly. we must keep that in play. But if you just, I just want to think about the pension. Mm-hmm. We not the twenty five fifty five. Remember, um, Samuelson said it, it's worth its weight in gold, right? Mm-hmm. The age don't mean nothing if you can't able if you're not able to retire with the money. It's all about the money at the end of the day. If you're not yes, able to retire, how how important is the age? And remember, you know, once you Again, like I said, they put it at sixty-two. So you'd be like, "Well, I'm getting forty thousand, but my social security is going to be two thousand, so it'll make up." You know, they don't want you to retire at fifty-five and live twenty, thirty years after that, where they have to, you know, pay you back the money that you invested in. So now, you know, we have to fight. And again, look what you said: we are going to the governor's office to fight for tier six. The union just spent a whole two, three months siding with the governor to fight the mayor. Where was that fight for us? You know, how many people have gotten hired after April 1st, 2012, when tier six was implemented and nothing has been done? It's 2017, five years later. Where, where you knew from April first, well, they said it was you know the best pension, which goes to show our rep wasn't reading the pension plan that they put in place. Correct. So who gave the paper to say, oh, it's good? And remember, nothing changed in the pension. So how do you run around and tell your whole membership tier six is good, and then you come back, oh, it's not good? So what happened? You didn't read no documentation before you said it was good. Well, and then that goes to show who told you to tell the membership is good 
if it wasn't really good. Well, we, we knew they was bullshitting anyway because when we went to the Tier 6 meeting, um, they asked us what we wanted, but they already had what they was going to do anyway, which was smoke screen exactly. and mirrors. You know, it, it was it was smoke screen and mirrors the whole way that they trying to fight this this tier six thing. They don't care what we think as members. They already got but their plan and their how, agenda. Here's how self servant our reps are. Marvin Holland's supposed to be, you know, pushing the tier six and working on the bill. But he stopped doing that to run a campaign in Harlem. How is, like, where's the priorities for us at? And they have no priorities for us. So that's why we have to do things ourselves. You know, we're capable as a membership to step outside of being dependent on one or two persons to do something and do it on our own. So we don't have to sit and keep saying, Marvin, what's going on with Tier 6? Really, whoever, Momo, what's going on with Tier 6? You know, you go on the website, there's no information about Tier 6, no information about who to contact, what to do, and then they say, well, if you go to the union hall and walk around, because there's no directory, reach this person if you want to discuss Tier 6. So they have, you know, they, they... occupy your mind with everything else but they're not really working for us and working on what we should you know be geared towards doing now of course after all this has been said you might see your your fake ass tier six reps wearing a t-shirt that's <laughs> what they offer you a t-shirt they wear they, they don't even give the t-shirts to you they come around wearing their t- fixed tier six t-shirts but they're not doing anything they come with no type of documentation in hand to leave at any depots, terminals, or anything. They come with no, oh, listen, in your free time, call these representatives and ask them what's going on. Yeah. So um, in the Progressive Action Fix Tier 6 Reform Facebook group, you know, we're going to start an online campaign to the representatives. Um, you know, similar to like a change.org where we'll have a letter that you can sign and send to your representative. Um, again, we're going to do the rally, but we really have to get, we're going to make sure you guys know and are registered to vote because the same people that you're voting for will have the power to represent you for a change and, you know, not just changes in your community, if you can't retire and stay in your community, then there's no need for you to say, oh, I'm going to vote for this person or push this person. So we want to make sure people are educated correctly on the history of Tier 6, how it came about, how it affects transit workers, our pension reform versus everyone else pension reform. Um, so they can see, like, they gave us transit employees the short end of the stick. That, that's correct. That's that's absolutely correct. Now, for 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 those who don't know, you know, um, in in RTO, and, and I'm glad I got you on the phone because we gonna talk about an issue with you guys before we get to care. Um, you know, there's some there's something going on with these sign out procedures, and you know, um, dispatchers and superintendents been denying, um, crews, um, 
you know, for all work performed, including signing out the claim exemption exemption form. And um, it happened to me on Saturday, the best person it could happen to because, you know, I got access to the media. You know, I'm not afraid to go to two Broadway. I'm not afraid to send the, the, the bosses emails to let them know what's going on. And, you know, it was only a two-minute difference, but it was about the principle of it. It's not about the money. It's about the principle where you got these uneducated dispatchers, these uneducated um, uh, superintendents in the field making decisions that they not they. If you ask me, they're not qualified. And this goes on to what me what I'm saying about the MTA hiring. Jocelyn, your phone is kind of crazy right now. About the MTA um, hiring people who's not who who's barely passing these tests, who's not doing the right thing. You know, they they don't know the job. They they don't even know how to act as bosses. They get the superintendent title, they get this these dispatchers titles, and they think that they bosses. And and I'm not gonna discuss what I um talk about what I fully discussed today, but you know, they confirm what I said and it's true. But, you know, um I spoke to um what's his name? Barry Greenblatt, who is the um the RT he runs RTO. Good guy. You know, a, a, a good guy. And what, what I come to notice with these bosses, I don't know if it's because it's me or, you know, they give me a different type of respect. I don't know. But these bosses are totally different from the bosses who are on the road. And, I, and I'm talking not even the bosses, like the low-level supervision, the ATDs, the TDs. Like, they totally different. Like, these TDs and ATDs, they, they, y'all carrying yourselves like y'all the, the – Y'all got the y'all the big kahunas. Like the big boss, I, I go speak to the big bosses. Y'all y'all know what I do out here. They have more respect. They they talk to us different. Different to, uh, at least to me. They talk to me with a different tone. You know, they they have more respect in two Broadway than what you guys have on a on a road. And I there's a major disconnect. I, I think y'all guys need to sturdy up. Because this is this is gonna go on. I said this before. I'm, I, we all need to work together because we all one mistake from either being our former position or out the door. But if y'all dispatchers don't sturdy up, I'm going to start sending emails. That's that's just how it's going to work. Y'all save y'all attitudes for being at home and all that. We don't we don't come to work to, to battle with y'all, to, 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 to fight about claim exemption forms like what was attempted to happen to me at Ditmar's. Jocelyn, what's up with your phone? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, we, we don't come to work for that. So y'all dispatchers get out of line. I'm reporting y'all. Look, Gra Barry Greenblatt said, look, you can call me whenever you want. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to battle with y'all. If y'all talking to me at a crazy tone, we're going to keep this professional because the big bosses, when they talk, they talk with respect. And it ain't no disrespect as far as I'm concerned. What I dealt with them, it's all respect. And I'm talking about the big bosses. Y'all bosses in the field, y'all wilding, y'all treating us. Y'all think y'all came from our title. Y'all think y'all can take us out of service and y'all got all the power. That's cool. But do not, while I'm around, you're going to treat crews with respect. And it's not everybody because a lot of dispatchers have a lot of respect. And, and, and y'all do the right thing, you know. But it's it's a it's a handful that do the wrong thing. 
And I'm going to just start. I'm going to talk to y'all, boss. That's just how it's going to go. Now, Jocelyn. Well, you know, to piggyback on what you said, there's always someone over someone. And, you know, just document, write it down. Um, You know, write a G2, put pen to paper. And, you know, take it from there. We we all in this boat together. I'm 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 with I'm with we all in this boat together. We ain't gonna get it twisted or confused. We all in this boat together. But if you let this little position get to your head, it's gonna get you out the door. Because I'm not gonna have no problem with handling y'all the the proper way. Because y'all know I know how to handle myself, and and it will happen. And I don't gotta go to the MTA. I could just go to the media. And then let the MTA handle y'all after I go to the media because I tell you the truth, I don't want to deal with the BS. I want to come to work, do my job. And a lot of stuff don't be happening to me. It be happening to other people. And I observe it and I witness it and I see what's going on. What happened to me Saturday, I did not like it. I did not like the fact that he tell me, you know, I'm going to deny your slip and you just go handle it with timekeeping. No, don't threaten me like that, dog. I shouldn't have to handle nothing with timekeeping. You should know that you should know the rules or if you don't know them, if I'm giving you direct information, then you should go investigate those those whatever I'm giving you to see if I'm lying or not. I'm Tramel Thompson. I ain't got no reason to lie to you. What's going on with y'all guys? Now, Jocelyn. Yeah. What's going on with this with this curtain, um curtailment thing that's going on in buses? Well, the curtailment schedules are um, schedules for inclement weather. This is my first time working with the curtailment schedule um, as a pick run. So apparently, like, if you're scheduled to report to work at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and if it's on a certain type of alert, let's say a red alert or whatever, then you're going to come in your curtailment run time. Instead of the regular schedule time that you pick. Let me ask you something. What's what's bad about um curtailment runs? Because we got something similar um like that in RTO. Like if there's inclement weather, we gotta report earlier. You know, um it, it's a it's a whole it's a whole procedure that goes on, like when there's a storm or when there's freezing temperatures and things like that. Well, here's the thing. The MTA always forget that MTA employees have families. So when you pick a schedule to work, you pick it, you know, on at your home life. So, okay, it's a it's a um a storm and now you have to come in 2 or 3 hours later, which means you're leaving 2 or 3 hours later than your normal time. So now you have to make those changes. What I'm hearing, and I didn't look at all the runs to see what it's about, not every run had a curtailment on it, meaning some people pick runs with curtailment, some people didn't. So if I came to work and my schedule don't have a curtailment, I'm sitting in the depot all day. You came to work, your schedule had a curtailment, you have to go out and work. So it doesn't leave... um any type of fairness where everyone will have it, but of course they can't send every run out. So, you know, you're stuck with some people working while others aren't. And it could be someone with 20 years who now have to go out and drive the bus while someone who just had five, six years sit in the depot and 
you know, wait their time. So a lot of people feel like it's a violation of seniority because if you didn't have it on your run and then, you know, the depot had to pick based on seniority, then you wouldn't be going out. Hold on. That's Kia calling in. We go, we, we, we're about to get this popping. Let's, let's see what's going on. What's going on, bro? What's up? You ready? Hello? Kid. Hello? Can yeah, you? yeah, you ready? Yeah. I hear you. Ah, that's my boy Kid on the line. We got we got Jocelyn. We got we got we got members. Hey we- Kia. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Look. Didn't I tell you it was going to be a 12-9? <laughs> yeah, you jinxed me. You jinxed me. It was, it was about two or, it was about two or three of them. Wow. Yeah, I, got, I have another incident I may have to step away from just for a moment. I have a train operator that was involved with a drag, and, and it's a little bit of a mess. But um, Well, I am going to tell people they said around the holiday season, you get the highest incidence of suicide, um, especially yeah. in RTO. Yes. I, this one that, we, that I just went to just now wasn't wasn't a real, like, actual, like, 12-9. It was a person that fell in between cars. Um, oh. But it was still, you know, we had to deal with it, so. But the crew is good. Yeah. So what's going on, bro? You know, you know, we, we started off on a rocky rocky, you know, we, we didn't have any kind of relationship, but we started off rocky. You know what I mean? Because I, I didn't agree with a lot of things that, you know, was going on in the RTO. And to be very honest with you, because we go we go keep this very honest. One of the reasons I didn't like you and I was upset I, w- I would say I was upset with you was because Crystal told me that you told her not to come on the progressive action show after she came on there the first time. And I took I took okay. a, I took offense to that. And um we 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 had to talk about that and is that true or not? No, I mean I told her to be careful as far as going on the show. Um because you know, it was the first show, so I didn't know what to expect or whatever the case may be. Yeah. No, I'm talking um, about no 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 no. We are, no, she did the first show. She said that she said right. after that you told her not to do the show again. No, that wasn't the case. It was about the first show. It's like, you know, because we're, we're, we are elected union representatives, so we are representatives of the union as, as, you know, transfer workers union. Yeah. So there is a certain way we have to act and the way to be certain that we have to answer, um, you know, in front of people and members and the public and all that good stuff. Correct, correct. So that, that was my caution for her. All right. That was only for the first show. That wasn't for the show after anything or nothing like that, correct? No, it's just for the first one, correct. All right, yeah, so she she lied, as usual. Um, So a lot of people, for the people who don't know how me and Kia got, got we, we built a relationship. I had went to Two Broadway. I forgot what I went to Two Broadway for. At the, oh, matter of fact, I went upstairs to go see um, Lenny Axelrod, and um, I couldn't find him that day. And um, I just happened to be messing around at Two Broadway, and I seen Kia, and... um. You know, I said, I asked him, you know, I want to talk to you. And he said, okay, no problem. So we went into the room. I don't know how long we spoke for, maybe for an hour. But, um, yeah, but something like that. it's something like that. And, um, you know, what I like about Kia is that if he's wrong, he's going to say he's wrong. And, and, and it, it, it takes a lot for people, regular people, to admit that they're wrong when they're wrong and, and their mistakes and their flaws. And Kia came up front with his flaws where he should have been better with and things like that. So I welcomed him with open arms. And from there, me and him built a relationship 
And Kia is is in my opinion, he's a good guy. And um I may not agree with how he handles his his business out in the field, but Kia is a good guy. It's things that I don't agree with as far as with the contract. We we would get into that. But um overall Kia's a good guy. So, Kia, what made you get involved with the union? Like, what was your first job in the union? What made you want to do this VP thing and, and, and basically create change within um, Local 100? Okay, so I got involved. Uh, unfortunately, I got into uh, – I was accused of getting involved into an incident where they said I ran a track game, which was completely false, and I ended up getting some time over that. Um, one, because I didn't know the specific rules and regulations as far as defending myself. And there were certain union reps who, who advised me taking the settlement offer. And ever since then, I left a bad taste in my mouth. So from that point forward, I decided to educate myself. So I started reading the rules and the bulletins and the rule book, our contract. I took the very first shop steward class with Nick Liddell and John Sanderson took over this administration. Uh, they came over. They came up with their their shop steward program. So I was in the very first shop steward class, and at that point in time, I was still very quiet and still just taking in um, the different things that the union was offering and, and, and teaching us. And I also started attending uh, division meetings. I mainly sat in the back of the room. I see the different people yelling and screaming, asking questions. So I was basically partaking. At, at that point in time, I had about five years in the job, so I was still learning. But I, I still came to every division meeting that I could. And at that point in time, I was working midnight. But I still attended, you know, I worked at, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. But I still showed up to come to the 6 o'clock meeting. I lived in New Jersey. I still live in Jersey. And I, I, I traveled in. Sometimes the meeting finished at 9. I stayed for the whole meeting. I went home, slept for like an hour, and went to work. And I did this every month. And then um, at one point in time, I believe Charles Rogers um, accepted a position uh, to TSF. And um, Steve Downs had asked me to backfill, which is basically a vacation release for the union reps. Mm-hmm. He asked me to backfill for two weeks in 2011. So I did that. I started working at 130, 130 Livingston, dealing with the workers' comp and the different issues that are there, uh, timekeeping issues and things like that. And after the two weeks was over, I thought I was going back to the road. At that point, I was like Monday, Tuesday. I was like, okay. I had Sunday, Saturday. Let me get the Sunday off. So I got a nice little four-day weekend. I called up the crew office, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's about to get the Sunday off. He's like, you're still on release. I'm like, I'm still on release. I thought this was only two weeks. And then, I, you know, I reached out to Steve, and I was like, what's going on? You know, I thought it was over. He goes, oh, I forgot to ask you. Would you like to stay a little longer? I said, okay, no problem, but how much longer? He says, for good, for now. And I've been released ever since then. But uh, for the main part, I was like an unelected rep. I was appointed into Charles Rogers' uh, vice chair position in 2011, which ended in 2012. And then at that point in time, um, I was asked to be, not asked, but I was being told I was going to be sent back to the road because I wasn't elected anymore. Uh, but Kevin Harrington, uh, right after that, came up to me and spoke to me and says, no, I'm not sending you back. Um, so he kept me on release at that point. And from 2013 until 2015, I was an unelected rep, but I was released for RTO to do different duties. Uh, my main function at that point was medical issues coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, which I still currently am. So I still do with medical issues for the entire local. So that's for buses and CED and, and OA and for everybody. But I still have that title because it was never replaced, even though I am vice president of RTO. Yeah. Um, but for the, for the election of 2015, 
uh, it was my team that wanted me to run for, for vice president. And, you know, everything that, that I, I am, and to this day, I still focus on my team. So any decisions that are made, anything that, that decided on, even even when the vice presidency was offered to me uh, by John Samuelson, I still told him I need to, you know, refer to my team and make sure this is the right choice for us. Yeah. So I'm a very team-focused guy. I, I live and die with my team. And you know that's where I am right now. Yeah, I, and and I can I can vouch for that. Now, you speak about team, and you know you got your specific team, and you know RTO is is it should be a team too. Every every um member here in RTO. Now, yeah. I feel, and I don't I don't feel it, but I know that this contract, this prior contract, did not benefit RTO at all, right? You voted yes. Yes. Why would you vote yes to a contract that didn't benefit your real team, which is the members? Okay. So as far as the contract goes, I, I, I analyzed everything that's going on. And at that point in time, uh, the contracts that were available, because most of the decisions that were made prior to, to this contract, uh, if you go to arbitration back in 2009, and I believe it was 2005, um, the, the decisions that were made there, a big focus of that was pattern bargaining. So it cited different awards, like the, the corrections officers and I think the teachers and the police. And we got raises very similar. Well, we got the exact raises that they received. So I looked at the contracts that were that were available at that time uh, before our contract, before I, you know, this contract was, was made. And the, the contracts that were there with the New York State Police Officers Union, and corrections officers, and also the Public Employees Federation, which are all state, and they had patterns of 2%. So it was three years of 2%, I believe, for PEF, and it was, I think, a five-year of 2% each year uh, for the New York State Police and Correction Officers, and that was basically it. So for this package that we received overall, even though a lot of people are upset with the contract as it is, we did receive two, two raises of 2.5% you know, over two 13-month periods, and there was also other incidentals, uh, the, the, the cash payment for the two months from March until May of $500. Uh, that was still more than the $1,000 they received for one year, I believe back in 2002. Uh, there was also an increase of $250 on the longevity, uh, which is starting in 2018. I mean, there's a year later. I mean, it, sh it should have really started now. But that was another beneficial increase. Uh, night differential was increased. I mean, it was a small percentage. But at least, it was, at least it was bargaining to the contract uh, for this go-around. Um, there was also other things like a sick leave cash out. So there was other, there was big cash incentives uh, that was beneficial as a whole, the, the main portion of the contract that was beneficial to us. But I was afraid that if we did go to arbitration, let's say, that we probably would have lost all those additional benefits. Yeah, but that, that... Now, as far as like the departmental uh, agreements go, uh, RTO did not receive any any cash incentives. Um, the money, unfortunately, the money portion of the contract, which has been openly spoken about, uh, we couldn't negotiate raises or, or any kind of money um, benefits in the department. So that was left for main table for the president and for the MTA to negotiate. Um, I'm not sure whose decision that was to make, but we were held up at that point. Um, I would have loved to have gotten money for work trains and for construction flagging, um, even like cleaning allowances for our members, we we put down a, a, a boatload of of uh, demands 
So Martillo, for the first time, uh, it was multiple pages because in, in in contracts past, there was only a set of demands, maybe eight to ten demands well, let, let, that let, came out of RTO. Let me ask you this, Kia. What did RTO? What did RTO get this contract? What did RTO get in this contract? Yeah, uh, we got the the deadhead chart, which is still not here yet. Because so, uh, uh, we, we we didn't get that because I don't I don't see it. So with the with the it's not here yet. But yeah. it's a contractual agreement, but you know it's still being created. So what's taking so long with it? Because uh, and 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 what's taking so long with it? And is since the the contract was ratified this year, would any of the right. deadhead money be um, retroactive? Yes, it would be because I filed the grievance back in May. Okay. So we, we ratified the contract, uh, you know, February or March, whatever day it was, and it gave him some time to create this chart. And I filed a contract grievance in May uh, to protect the benefits of, of the RTO divisional agreement. So any any money that's that's owed, it's already protected in that grievance. So it's ripe for arbitration. It's, I'm going to try to get it scheduled for January, um, but I was giving them time to get this created because they're saying it's a computer error because it has to involve the work programs as well. Yeah. So anyone with the PM jobs that have uh, deadhead time built into those jobs, they'll, they'll benefit from whatever um, the deadhead chart provides. Now let me ask you, because the deadhead chart, that thing is, is flawed, because they, from what I understand, they create the deadhead chart from pieces of a line um, from, from, like, if I got to go from 179 to Stillwell, they don't calculate the time from 179 to Stillwell. They calculate how fast the E get to this station, then this train get to this station, then that train get to that station. Why yes. why can't we change on how they calculate the deadhead chart? Because it's flawed. And then it's running. Even even the, the, the off peak, whatever they go come up with, is not going to be the real time of the running time of these jobs. Right. Right. So how do well, management get away with chart, that? It was bargaining over with the union. So this deadhead chart, it's in our contract as well as far as a predetermined deadhead chart. So it's in Section 3.1 and 3.2 of our contract. So this was bargained over many years ago, many decades ago. And for us to, to get this changed as far as the chart itself, we would have to negotiate. Oh, renegotiate. But but, but yeah. back to back to the contract, because I, I, what I'm confused about is um, how can you guys vote yes to something that doesn't benefit RTO. You know, buses, they got a 75%, I mean, 70 cent, $0.75 cent raise in Arctic pay. Stations, they got their gains. Um, yeah. And and we didn't get anything. And, you know, we, we, got, our, we got our OTO, you know, um, train crews live on OTO. We got a cap, we got a cap put on that. And we also can't cash out our OTO time when we want. We got to do it quarterly now. And those two detrimental right. things that hurt RTO. So, you know, the things that you was naming was basically like main table. You was thinking about everybody. But it seemed like the other VPs was thinking about what was best for their department. And and they voted on what was best for their department. And we didn't get anything. And it just boggles me as to why, really, the vote was yes when you vote. You you are VP of RTO, not the administrative VP of the union. Your your section didn't get anything, and actually we got hurt. Right. But, okay, but at the same time, from what I explained before, if we did vote no, we went to arbitration. The main package itself, we would have gotten a worse raise. We would have gotten two percent. 
Are you sure about that? Period. Maybe two. According what patent bargaining and and the past arbitration awards, yes. But the past arbitration award from from two thousand and nine, um, we got more than what they thought we was going to get. No, in two thousand nine, we got the same exact pattern as far as wages uh, as those unions that cited in the award itself. Do you uh, do you remember the percentage? Teachers, you remember the percentage? Okay, I have a. I have, uh, Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I have some questions to read that the members wanted to know. That's watching. Okay. So the first thing um, Max Rosario said, why compare um, the New York City Transit with other agencies when we're a revenue-driven agency and um, the NYPD and sanitation isn't? So if we're like, you know, I'm going to add on if we're – pushing 8 million, 10 million people a day, then the MTA is obviously making money. So why isn't that money reflected into our pay? Because in the, like in the, if you look at the 2009 award, that, mm-hmm. that argument, that argument with that, that money as far as we generate revenue was never cited. And we were still compared to these other agencies that didn't provide money. They don't make money for it for the city. So, it's comparing to the contract that's in our area at the time. It also compares um, uh, inflation rates and all those other things. But so with all that said, the, the main portion of the contract that, that we received was still better than the existing pattern that was out there. And I was afraid that if we do go to arbitration, we would have lost those additional benefits. There would have been a flat 2% increase, and then we would have been stuck with that. And then... You know, members will probably look at us and say, "What the hell is going on?" So we I negotiate a better deal, and now we we lost that deal. At what point do we fight and say, because we can't be afraid to go to arbitration? At what point do we True. stand our ground but, and fight and say? But this is this is the problem. We need to collectively get all these unions involved. And that point in time was when 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 Bloomberg was there, and all these city contracts expired. That's when we had everybody. Like if if labor would have collectively stood their ground. We could basically negotiate whatever we want at that time, because there was no pattern to to that was existing at that time. So we would have created that pattern, because, not just us. I'm talking about all of us. Because, Why can't we? But here's the thing: Why can't New York City Transit Authority be the leader in pattern bargaining? Why do we have to follow other agencies? Okay, so that's the game that these guys are playing. So over over the last two contracts, which we got this two point five of, over, you know, for twenty eight months, five percent over twenty eight mm-hmm. months. But the one prior to that, we got two ones and three twos. But the pattern that was existing at that point was two zeros and three twos. But it, and that was started with PEF again, the Public Employees Federation. And I don't blame one, PEF because I speak to a lot of the representatives that are that are upstate, and they're mainly mm-hmm. uh, a construction union. So a lot of their work is not just it's not outright their work. So they have other uh, private uh, private companies that do their work as well. So they're fearful of layoffs and 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 furloughs and all that stuff from their members. So I understand why they take certain kind of things, but we have to collectively band together with these other unions, with PEF, and stand ground stand their ground with them to fight that because it's an injury to one is injury to all. So if they're getting these contracts and these poor percentages. We're going to suffer as well, so this is going to affect all of us. Yeah. But until that point, this has been this has been now what eight years, now eight year contract between the five and this three year thing. That we're going to, and then also with the the New York State uh, Police and Corrections, 
They have a five-year deal. So even when this contract expired, we're still walking with those twos that we have to, to fight off on. So in 2019, if you're expecting threes and fours, we have twos in place already at that point. And we're still in 2017. Yeah. So there has to be a fight somewhere to, to stop this, this nonsense. Yeah. So they're picking their battles with the people, with the, with the unions that, that are easy to, to, to sort off because they're not in a place to fight off the state and Cuomo and them. Yeah. So let, let um, me, so, unless we another member, together, what, um, another sorry. member wanted to know why do so many of our games come in 2018? Instead of 2017. I mean, okay. he he's, he can't answer that. He's the he's the that's a main table thing. <laughs> that that's that's a that's a um Samuelson question, but um you know a a a complaint that I get about you is that you know you have been missing in action. You've been missing off the Facebook page. You've been missing in the field, even though you claim that you you know you haven't been um you have been in the field. But I will say this that. If I haven't ran into you at Two Broadway, I don't think that I will be um, seeing you or, or speaking with you if I didn't run into you at Two Broadway. So I kind of share those sentiments with the members. Why does it? Why is it there's a, an illusion that you're not in the field? Like wh- what's going on with you? Why you aren't at you know Stillwell more often? Why you are not at One Seven Nine more often? You know what, what's the reason okay, for so your absence? The, the majority of places that I go to, it's basically like a responsive type of thing. So when there's something that's going on, I'm, I'm showing up to these places. So like the recent places I've been at, I've been at 95th Street. I've been at uh, 38th Street Yard, uh, Westchester Yard, uh, Far Rockaway. So there's many different places. Even platform control is a big thing that's going on over there. So, you know, I'm still responding to, to problems. I mean, I would love to go and just say, because I already, I, I've campaigned and said that I will create the schedule that that's open, which I will, which I will. I know it's two years in, but there will be a schedule that will be made where representatives will be at these locations. Now, I may not be at these locations, at all of them at, at the same time, or I can't be. Um, I'm not making excuses, but I'm going to do my best I can that I can see everybody. But a lot of the times, it's, it's basically responding to different problems. And so I take on a lot of the responsibility that's there. And people may say, well, you have a team, so why don't you delegate? But there's certain, there's certain things that, that, that I need to take care of uh, because when we interact with managers and we're negotiating something, um, I got to take on that responsibility. So I'm not making excuses not, as far as not being in the field. I'm not in set locations. Like the other day, I spent an entire afternoon in, in Linden Yard that's because they're doing gondola moves. So I see two people. But I spent hours there, and it's with the two people, and I got a tour outside the gate to see what's going on. These gondola moves are dangerous. We should not be moving these trains. But I don't want to make a stink about it until I physically see what's out there. Like yeah. I want to see what kind of danger it is. Yeah. So I assess every situation. I look at it. But I also want to know for myself to say, okay, how serious is this problem? And if it's, if it's not a big thing, then I'll delegate that to somebody else. But if it's a major issue, that's going to involve uh, contractual issues, uh, the Department of Labor. It could be uh, the NTSB. Whatever the case may be, I'm going to take on those those major issues. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so, so I'm trying my best. I mean, it's not to everyone's liking, but yeah. um, now anything I, that I do is it's for the best of everybody, but I try my best. And if, if I don't please you, them, I'm, I'm sorry about that. 
Okay. Um, one of our members, Kimberly, posted a really good question. Um, she said, what happened to the e-board representation during the contract? Um, and who's out there surveying the members? And also, how many people um, are on the e-board that represents RTO? Okay, so the first part was you said what happened to the e-board members with the contract? Yeah. Like with the e-board representation for the RTO, like to say they push the contract to say, oh, it's good, give it to the members. And, um, you know, where was their fight to say we don't like that part of the contract, we're not going to vote well, we, yes we for had, it? Or We had a good chunk mm -hmm. of, of RTO e-board members that voted no. So that's okay. what, and then I took a little bit of a hit on that too because it's saying this is your department. You should take charge of your representative. Where okay. that's not that's not my responsibility not my responsibility. But they're an executive board. They have their own minds and they represent the body themselves. So they can make yeah. their own decision. So they voted no. So they voted no. The e board was there, but the majority of the e board voted yes. Okay. Um so what was the second part of that? I'm sorry. How many members are on the e-board that represents RTO? Uh, we have four on the train operator side. We have three on the conductors and myself. So there's eight of us. Okay. Correct. And what was the last question? No, that was the whole entire question. So, oh, that was it? Okay. So okay. Let, me, yeah. let me ask you a question because, um, you know, lately – Especially, you know, I'm 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 pretty happy that me and you, you know, we started a, a good conversation. You know, um, I think it was in the summertime where we officially met, and um, yeah. I don't I don't see you as a bad guy. I think, like I said, I think that you're very intelligent. I may not agree on, on some of the things on how you move around here, but that could be corrected. Mm -hmm. That there's no major issue with that. Um, at what point did the fallout between you and um, the other union, rep, uh, upper upper union representation started happening. Other as far as... Uh, um, you know, Sam, you saying, like, when did the friction start happening there? Because, you know, I, I, before, when we started having conversation, you know, I heard that you was actually ruffling feathers. A little bit up there, you okay, know. so... Yeah. Right. So, so we have some new representatives on our team, and I'm not going to name any names, um, but they're not holding their weight around and representing people properly as far as learning the job. So, I, you know, there is a learning curve that's there, and I, I, I acknowledge that and, and I understand that. But we were willing to, to show um, uh, these certain people, um, I'm not saying who or how many, but these certain people, um, the job. That means taking the time to learn everything. First things first is incident response. We're RTO. We get into incidents. Incidents. We operate trains, and we're human. You know, no one's perfect. So there's station overruns, there's signal overruns, um, efficiency test failures. So there's you know this G2 writing. There's ways of analyzing a situation uh, to you know prevent uh, someone from being disciplined even worse than what it could be. And uh, that's one piece. Another piece was the 130 Livingston aspect because you know we are RTO. We're on the tracks. Uh, people get injured, people get spit on. So there's an IOD package. There's different ways to to word the language properly. Um, so there's there's things with the cases where um, comp is paid, differential is not paid. So there's a learning aspect at 130 Livingston that's important as well. There's timekeeping issues. 
Uh, two Broadway is a whole different beast on its own. There's discipline involved there. But there's people's livelihoods in your hands that that's important. I mean, it's not the main piece of the job because, you know, dealing with the people and the, and the field issues is important. But these issues at 130 Livingston and at 2 Broadway are especially important because we're talking about people losing their jobs, people losing money. So this kind of thing uh, is important. And it's important for all of us to learn the aspects of these jobs. So we have certain people to this day, and it's almost two years in, that I can honestly say that don't know this job and don't know how to write G2s. And it, it's bad. It's really bad. But at the same time, these are elected new, uh, representatives. So, you know, at the same time, I'm trying to clean up some of that stuff. But, you know, I'm limited as far as what I can do. And the fallout began uh, with the top because I addressed this uh, with the top the middle of 2016. And I was told, all right, speak to these individuals and, and document this. And, you know, I'm not going to keep around people who are not doing what they're supposed to do. I said, okay. So I've done that. I, I documented. I tried to sit them down. I had sit downs with other top media officials. And then I said, okay, let's lay out a game plan here. All right. So this was like in December. I laid out a game plan with this person. I said, okay, we work with you in the offices. And the big excuse is nobody wants to show me anything. At, at some point in time, is, is it 12 people that's wrong? Or is it one person that's wrong? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But I, we we're trying our best to work with people, but they're refusing to learn. Refusing to learn to this day. And, and I'll tell you this one thing, too. So the, we have 16 division chairs, right, in, in the whole entire union. And they're responsible uh, for the discipline stuff. So when the stuff goes to arbitration and, and things like that, they're responsible for those cases where for, for – a certain division in our department, there hasn't been that representation there, not just for this one person, but for the last several division chairs. There hasn't been any representation to, to handle these cases, wow. which is unfair to their department, to their to their division. But you know, our, our our other representatives are picking up that slack. Like we had a person suspended earlier this week, not a peep from 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 this division chair, not one peep. And we got CD was suspended left and right. We're here uh, uh, trying to get offers. I have the other division chair from another area altogether asking for offers to get this person back to work. So basically, you don't have to say it, but basically what you're saying is that uh, Crystal is not doing her job. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not naming names. I name the names. Crystal, Crystal Young isn't doing her job. <laughs> but um so would you say that um RTO is at a disadvantage being being the, the um the reps that we have, the, the the reps that's not knowledgeable? We ain't gonna name names. Well, here before you answer that, the members uh -huh. want to know what we have reps, you know, we have these elections and people get elected into office. What is the union doing to provide education to people being elected into office to help the membership? Because union meetings don't teach you how to properly write a G2, fill out an incident report, help anybody with workers' comp. You don't get that by attending the five union meetings. So once they are elected, 
what is happening on local 100 side to educate the the reps on how to properly represent the membership. Max Rosario asked that. Okay, so early last year, because we have new officers, they they uh, the local did a training session. There were two sessions uh, where they trained new representatives or even old representatives, whoever wanted this training. And um, I sent the, the majority of RTO, even though a good chunk of us were already representatives of the voice, but I left the offices bare, and I sent the majority of our representatives to to that training, to those training sessions. Uh, so, like, I stayed at Two Broadway by myself uh, to work at that time while they were in training, and I left. I believe I left one other person at 130 Livingston. I believe it was Broussard Olson I left there um, while everyone else was in training. So we did we did have training sessions. I mean, obviously, it's not going to go over every single detail that there is. Yeah. So basic, a broad, basic training. Um, but also, you know, I had staff meetings as well. And in the staff meetings, I gave different scenarios. Like at the end of the meeting, we discussed different things. And at the end of the meeting, I gave like um, like a G2 writing scenario. Like So here's the, here's the incident. I did a train operator. I did a conductor. I didn't do a tower operator because their issues are mainly wrong routes or, or tripping the train, which is not, you know, it's something basic. So conductors and train hours, I, I gave an incident, and I gave just enough information where the, the representative has to ask questions. So I left it open-ended um, for, for, for the refs to ask questions. So I told them to write the stuff down, and they come up to me and ask those questions. So, the, I mean, the majority of our reps are, are really good with the incident response. So, you know, they jotted down the questions they asked me. But this one person didn't ask me a thing, which, which I found very odd. And they wrote this G2, and it was, like, horrible. And, you know, I critiqued it and I, I, I gave my two cents to them. But, you know, everyone else that, that's, that's on board with RTO, we're good at this incident response stuff. There's only, you know, a select few that, that need some work. Yeah. I'm not saying they can't learn it, but at this time they're not there. Now, what's up? What's, what's going on with the people who's released for safety walks? Because, I, you know, I get a lot of complaints that the people who's released for safety walks, they don't be doing their job. They don't know their job. And um, there's there's nothing being being you know going on. They just getting released for the week, I guess. You know, they they get released for a week, right? No, so that that's unfair to say because when you say they don't know their job, like are they seeing the safety walk itself? And are they and being trained? Provided? Like how how how, yeah. how how do you guys choose who's going to be released for safety walks? Are so, they trained and what to look for and things like that? Right, so the safety walks are basically being done by the shop stewards, so people who, who came out and did the course. I mean, it's not an extensive course, but, you know, they did take the initiative to, to, to do something for the, for the union. So we have some very active shop stewards that do these walks. And one of my main things is, like, we have RTO facilities. There isn't one for RTO facility that's perfect. So if they come back with a blank, RTO, with a blank safety walk, there's a problem there. And those people will not be back doing these safety walks. So I, like for this month alone, there's going to be one person that's going to be removed from the walks because the, the walk itself wasn't thorough. Like they checked off like it was bad, but there was nothing written. I was like, what is this? Like, and then we have to chase and find out what's going on. So the people that do walks, they, they write down thorough walks, thorough issues. It could be like a leak stain on the ceiling. It could be just a leaky pipe. It doesn't matter what it is. I ask them to take pictures. So all this stuff is being done. Uh, we have some excellent shop stewards. And I want to start naming some names, but I hate to leave out some some people. But we have you got you got you got shop stewards. You got to blame it on the mind, not the heart. So it's okay. 
<laughs> but but the safety walks from from my review of them are very thorough, are very thorough, and um, and also the superintendents have been very accommodating with us also. Uh, I know Denise Riddles just went over some some issues with uh, one of the seven line superintendents, and this guy came back with a thorough thorough like like response as far as what he did to to upgrade. I mean, there's still things that need to be worked on, but he, he took care of stuff in Main Street and, and Queensboro. So there was a lot of things that, that this guy took care of. But, I mean, if there, we're open to this stuff, too. If there are issues um, that are existing, they let us know this stuff, and then we can, we can add that to get it corrected. Because it's not, it's, not it's not a problem to get stuff corrected. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, moving forward, you know, you have been working, I would say, behind the eight ball because, you know, since you started vo- voicing your opinion of how you feel, um, you know, after the um, after the contract, you have been getting a lot of backlash from, um, you know, other union reps. And you haven't been getting the support that you should be getting, you know, because we all supposed to be brothers and sisters and work together and things like that. But it don't work like that in Local 100. And um, just recently... You know, they hit you with some, in my opinion, very bogus charges. Um, you know, there has been, they they, they turn their head to the serious issues. You you got people who has been, and we ain't gonna name names, um, been arrested for, you know, violence, domestic violence, and they, they turn their head to that. But they pay attention for you allegedly bringing uh, uh, Daily News reporter into a union meeting, which somebody have openly stood up and took the blame for it, but yeah. they focusing more on these charges of you bringing, allegedly bringing a Daily News reporter into a union meeting. Um, what's your opinion on this whole thing that's going on? Because they must understand if they do this, it's going to be repercussions, and it's not going to be nice. Okay. But right. um, you so, know, so before okay, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead. Explain, explain your, explain your part. Okay, so so before I answer that, um, because there, I was told that there were some people that say, oh, now that I came onto the show, um, because there was charges brought against me. That hold on, let me but, let me um, let me clear that up. Okay, I asked Kia to come on the show a few months ago, and we were just waiting for the right time, so. Don't think that Kia is getting on the show because he feel his back is against the wall or anything like that. I felt that it was perfect timing. Kia didn't even want to really come on right now. And he, he, he I, I believe you possibly wanted to wait even longer than this. So I like, Kia, look, you got to do the show. You got to do the show. We, we got to make the people aware of what's going on. So for everybody who's saying, oh, Kia just want to come on because, um, you know, his back is against, that's not true. You know, I, I asked Kia, Kia, you got to come on the show. You got to come on. You got to come on. This is the time. And he said, all right, I'll come on. Kia didn't really want to do this. So I don't want y'all to say that Kia only coming on because of this situation. It, that's not the case. And that, that's the, that's the right. God honest truth. But go ahead. Right. But, uh, no, but, but also there, there, was some, there was some things that led up to this as well. So back in the, the TW International Convention uh, in late September, uh, we had to. We went to Vegas and we had to vote on uh, on the election for the international president. So John Sanderson was running for uh, for his first election. I mean, he was appointed into the international presidency when Harry Lombardo 
uh, resigned earlier this year. So he was running for international president. And at that point in time, uh, myself and the, and the majority of RTO representatives abstained in that vote. Uh, so we basically said that uh, as far as the two candidates that were running, it was John Sanderson for international president and Joe Campbell, um, car equipment uh, for Local 100. He was running in the international presidency. So we all abstained saying that these guys are not the right people for the job. Um, we already knew the vote was there. It was hundreds and hundreds of votes for the Sanderson slate. So our little, uh, whatever it was, 11 abstentions wasn't going to, you know, make a difference. But we still we still made our voice heard. Like these guys weren't representing us properly, so we still voiced our opinion and abstained in that vote. Um, at the end of that, a couple of days later, the executive board had to meet and vote on the appoint the new president. And it was a nomination for Tony Utano. Uh, he's been with us for a very long time. And I respect him. I respect Tony Utano. But uh, as far as represent representation for RTO, uh, we felt that he wasn't the right man for that. Now, when I say we, it was uh, myself and the train operators division. So we voted no. I mean, Broussard Austin abstained in the vote, but the rest of the train operators division uh, voted no for Tony Gutano. But that was the end of September. Um, so you don't... There was a lot of things that built up after that. Uh, like the customer service ambassador program. So there was other things that were going on um, that I was vocal, that I was against this program. Um, and why, why, you, why... I didn't want broadband. Why are you against the, this program? Because it's basically the broadbanding of jobs. It's not saying that... I mean, Tony Utano is saying it's not broadbanding. But basically, you, you're combining a platform con controller who's doing, you know, platform duties and, and uh, customer service on the platform and you combine that with a station agent title to make one title, customer service ambassador. That meant our platform controllers have to go and learn the MetroCard machines and the swipes and all that stuff, and vice versa. So the station agents have been on the platform too, and we've been the jurisdiction as far as who's the supervisors and the station management, the RTO management. It was a whole big mess, but I didn't want not, I did not want to open the window for broadband. And even though that wasn't the conductor title outright, that was still a, a conductor function platform controllers and and you know they dangled money as far as to get this program going but at the same time the board banning is a no-no um we fought hard for these jobs these are civil service jobs that we can't just give these up outright so i was very vocal with that and you know and then our president was was for that i mean for something he may not be for that board banning itself but he was for something to protect the station agents. don't get me wrong i do want to protect the station agents as well I mean, I am the RTO vice president, but at the same time, we're all brothers and sisters. We have to protect each other. But as far as the customer service ambassador go, there could have been other provisions negotiated. Now, I'm not saying anything bad as far as, you know, the, the president and the station's vice president as far as the negotiating tactics for this. But at the same time, they weren't going to eliminate station agents. Are you going to tell the public that there's nobody going to be there to help them when, at the, when the transit authority is already saying they're promoting customer service that we're going to be here for the public and we're going to be here to help you and all that stuff. So they wanted this program to be successful, but we could also protect the rights of our members a little bit better. Um, so I was against the program. I was out, I was vocal against it, but that led up to, to now where I just got brought up on charges. So it was, I think it was a station's division meeting. I'm not even sure because usually the station's division meeting is the fourth Thursday of the month. And I believe that meeting was the second Thursday or the third Thursday. I'm not even sure what date it was. Um, but uh, the section's chair, John Mooney, 
he invited a bunch of RTO members uh, to attend the meetings to talk about the customer service ambassador. So, meaning that there's RTO members that were coming there, I was like, okay, as the vice president of RTO, I needed to go and see what's going on to make sure our members are, are taken care of. So, I was accused of bringing in uh, a reporter, a daily news reporter, into this meeting. And to be perfectly frank with you, I don't even like this guy. And I've told you this for months ago. <laughs> and he said, what, what is with this guy? And I'll tell you this straight up. It was, it was over a year ago. I'm not sure the exact date. But there was an incident where one of our train operators experienced a 12-9 on the R-line. And he ran to the tunnel and went through an emergency exit. And they found him in the street, and the police handcuffed him. Oh, I remember and that on the R-line, They put up yeah. a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they put up a picture of him on the Internet. There was no charges. They let the guy go. So I asked this reporter to remove the picture. And he goes and tells me, I can't do that. So ever since then, I have no dealings with this guy. I mean, I've had some conversations with him, but, but, but the majority of the stuff that he sends me, if he calls me or emails me, I just don't even reply to him because I don't want to deal with this guy. Because to me, it was disgusting that he would even put up a picture of one of our guys. You know, it was, it was a traumatic experience. He was, he was arrested for, not arrested, but he was cuffed for no reason. I mean, he ran through the tunnel. He was upstairs. It was a traumatic event that took place. And for them to even, and after there was no charges presented, they let him go, they still remained to keep this picture on. So for them to even accuse me of bringing this guy into the room is absolutely ridiculous and absurd. And, and, and I, can I vouch, said that the executive board meeting when these charges were brought against me. And I can vouch for that because when, when I asked you to do interviews with him and you was like, no, I don't want to do anything with him. So it, and when they try to hit you with those charges, I was like, "What? what what's what's going on?" Right. But but it's not a. They was just reaching, and you know with this kangaroo, um, court thing they got going on at at local one hundred, and you know the e board is 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 pro dumb versus you, um, mm-hmm. this was their way of getting you or attempting to get you out of here, because we don't know the outcome. Right. Uh, of it yet and what what was was special about these charges is that this wasn't your meeting there wasn't no investigation done why wasn't no station reps brought up on charges and it wasn't even a station's rep that brought me up on charges no no no, i'm just saying no no why wasn't i just want to say that too yeah why wasn't nobody else yeah that i don't know because our bylaws, the, the the division chair and the recording secretary, they're supposed to lead those meetings. Yeah. So, like, the attendance books are in their possession, and they're in charge of who enters the room and if they're in good standing or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really to discuss. That's you know, the stations reps. Because the the way Jocelyn had brought up a, a a good point, you know, if I walk into the bank with somebody that's robbing the bank, that don't mean I'm an accomplice of him. Here's the thing about charges being brought up against you, like you said, Kia. That's a station's meeting. Um, you have your division chair, your recording secretary, your, um, who's there with the attendance sheet, signing people right. in, you know, the vice president, the vice president. So you have their whole top three, division chair, recording secretary, vice president. I'm sure they have some released people who was sitting in the room as well. So these three people are in charge of logging. Oh, did you sign the attendance sheet? Did you sign the attendance sheet? And if they see someone who they don't know, it's their duty to say, hey, who are you? Did you sign in? 
you know, where where you from? How did you get in here? You know, I've been to the union hall during meeting time. And your evening meeting, there's no receptionist. You just walk right in the building. I had to walk each room reading the little iPad thing to know what meeting I was going to. So anyone off the street right now, if there's a union meeting happening, anyone off the street could access the floor. You don't have to swipe your pass. There's no receptionist because we all know the union hall closes at a certain time. People go home. So you just walk right in and you start walking around to find out where you want to be on your own. So one individual cannot be responsible for anyone else. And if it's you, if whoever's leading that meeting, it's their responsibility to know who's in that room. So, so if they're charging you, they need to charge the vice president, the the um, VP, the division chair, the recording secretary as well. Mm-hmm. And then they need to find out, okay, like in the court of law, I want to with the witness to say, I they heard me say, oh, come to this meeting or anything else. Where's the proof? This technology. You got phone records, text messages, everything else. What this should do is the union need to have a receptionist there to know who's moving in and out that building up until the last union meeting at the, on the days that they have union meetings. The, the, the meetings is pretty much, there's no security on the meetings. Anybody could walk in there, 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 there's no there's no checks and balances of who walking. Uh, anybody could walk in. Good good standing or bad standing, they don't even check for that. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a free for all at the union hall. Anybody could come. You know, you don't need no no invite up there. But Kia did not do it. But why do you think, in your opinion, why are they trying to nail you with this? What's their overall goal? They're, they're probably trying to bounce me out because I'm being outspoken against what's what's going on. So, and against them, but. Um, but are you a really? I mean, that's the thing. Are you really against them, or you for the membership? Because they would they would say that I'm against them also. But I I I, perp, I, okay. I, I honestly think that they against the membership and we for the membership. No, it, it's 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 for the membership. I mean, because it's it's not about them because you know we're all humans too. So they could do the right thing, and I agree with it. But they could do a wrong thing. I'm going to say the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So it goes. It's not about the individual. It's about what they're doing and their action for whatever is occurring. But you know, I've, I've been vocal as far as certain things, and that's something they probably don't like. I mean, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it just seems like it's retaliation for what's going on. Now, let let now. And also, just to reiterate what you said, there there was someone at the meeting who took responsibility for that. And they're aware. There's certain officers that are aware of this. So I just want to make that clear as well. Now, we know how retaliatory these guys are because even before me and you had um, any kind of, um, you know, conversation going, well, actually in the midst of, of, I wouldn't even call it a war, but our disagreement, Tony Utano has suggested that you take away my shop store certificate, right? See, because um, you know, you weren't promoting what the values of the union were at that time. Correct. So I disagreed. That that shows that 
how retaliatory these guys are. And and if somebody don't agree with their narrative, that they ready to take action against them. Because the worst thing they could have did for, to me at that time was at the, that they felt was take away my shop store certificate. Like that would have stopped the progressive action show. That would have stopped me posting um, in progressive action. And to be honest with you, when I found that, because I didn't find that out, you know, through you. I found that out through somebody else. And I asked you and you confirmed it. At times, I think about this. Pissing on the shop steward certificate, going up to the ninth floor of that building, and burning it in front of Tony Utano's face, and ask him what the hell he think is going to stop. Because these guys, this fake-ass mafia attitude that they got, I'm not with it. <laughs> I'm not with it. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to respect it. And it needs to stop. Us as members... We need to start standing up. These guys are not tough. These guys, they do like, and especially Tony Utano. Tony Utano is 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 sneaky. He's conniving. You know, he shook my hand I, when I met him. It slipped my mind that you know he tried to get my my shop steward certificate. But this Saturday at the mass membership meeting, it will be on my mind. And maybe I will pull a stunt on him. Maybe he need to have about ten ten Shannons around him. Two big buildings, one little security guard. He better do something. Because what they what they trying to do, and I, I don't understand, why do they hate RTO? Everything they have been doing these past couple of years has been to hurt RTO. Now, they want to get rid of you to bring in possibly Joe Costales or Crystal Young. And, and in my opinion, because I had interaction with all three, I believe Kia is the best choice. So you want to get rid of Kia so um, Castalis and Crystal could streamline whatever they trying to do to hurt RTO. Because to be honest, as soon as Castalis got back in line with um, Utano or that gang, he stopped hitting me up. In fact, his wife used to hit me up and, and give me her opinions. And that stopped too. So these guys, if you ask me, they 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 are opportunists. They are they are opportunists. And 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 they only care about themselves. Being released. It's not about helping the members because I only seen Joe Castales two times. That was induction, and that was when it's time to get signatures. I didn't see him. Now, you know, people say that, you know, he helped them, that if, if he did that, that's cool. That was his job. But as far as my experience with, with, with Joe Castales is that as soon as he got back on that side, he stopped communicating with me. He stopped communicating with me. And it shows what kind of guy he, he is. Like I said, the, the man wife used to hit me and I'm like, yo, you know, what she, what she got to do anything? <laughs> You know, and that that stopped. But it shows you who these guys really are. They opportunists. They just want to be released. They want the easy life. These guys got homes, boats, and you can't maintain that type of lifestyle working audios and 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 um and, and late clairs and working the road. You only could you you could obtain this stuff being in the union, getting free money, not really doing any work. You know, and and but some people. Some people. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. But 
<laughs> you know, you, I know you're trying to clear yourself. Listen, all y'all getting paid, man. <laughs> oh, all y'all getting paid. But what I, what I, what I can say. We do a lot of time too. No, no. Some what I, what I can say about you. We do a lot of time as well. What I can say about you. <laughs> see, I don't want them to say, you know, if somebody doing bullshit, y'all should know me. I call out the bullshit. With Kia, Kia know what I don't like. What he, what he do. You know, I, I'm, I still disagree with his appearance in the field. I still disagree with him on that. But what I can say is that Kia, he's working. Late nights, early mornings. Kia has, I call Kia for um, 12 nines. Uh, people have been assaulted. Three o'clock in the morning, Kia came out. You know, where, where, where the division chair, Crystal, was like she wasn't working at that time. You know, no, but Kia came up. We got a call on the line. Let's let's see. This is um Shauna Robinson. Let me get her on the line. Hold on one second. Call from unknown caller. Miss Robinson, what's going on? Good evening. How I, are you? Damn, you called in. I'm gonna play Lotto tomorrow. Good, good. <laughs> play Lotto. I have a question for Kia. All right, that. Hold on, Kia. Kia, you on the line? Wait, hold on. Let me um, let me get this together. Kia, you there? Come here. Yeah, all right, you got Shauna Robinson on the line. Good evening, Kia. How are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. Um, you remember a couple of months back when I was in platform conductors coming out of Queens Plaza, I brought a grievance down to two Broadway to you, and for some reason that grievance just disappeared into air, and it was never addressed. Can you give me some insight today now since, you know, you want to lay everything out on the table? Can you tell me what happened with that? Uh, not off right now. I mean, I could look at it when I get to 2 Broadway and let you know where it's at. But I, don't yeah, I mean, but when I bought the grievance to 2 Broadway and it was stamped in, you were right there. And you had the look of surprise on your face because... You saw me, and I had a grievance, a legitimate grievance in my hand, something that I had been trying to address with you on numerous occasions before I even took the steps on seeking out help in writing the grievance for myself. I told you what the issues were. Um, the crew office was completely violating our contractual rights. I explained that to you on numerous occasions, and, you know, it was no help given to me from you or Crystal on that particular subject. So when I actually took that, that last step and had that grievance written up and I brought it into Two Broadway, I saw you sitting there with uh, Mr. Axelrod, and you were surprised to see me. And for weeks right, after that, I kept saying, bro. you were surprised. And not only okay. were you surprised to see me, you immediately went and called Crystal. Because two minutes after I walked away from you, she mm -hmm. called me and asked me, why was I bringing the grievance into True Broadway after me and her had had a telephone conversation and a verbal agreement mm -hmm. that she explained that she was overworked, she didn't have the time. So I said to her, I said to her, wow. well, if you if you need help, then I'll write the grievance up myself, and, and, which is what I did. So I seeked out Michael Staten, and he helped me write up that grievance, and the two of us, me and Mike, brought the grievance right. down to 2 Broadway. 
for some reason, that grievance never went through. It just completely disappeared. Every time I tried to ask you about it, you didn't know anything about it. Crystal don't even want to look at me, let alone talk to me. So, I mean, now since, <laughs> you, you know... You, um, Crystal, you didn't, you didn't ask me about that after that. Yes, so I did. Every time you asked me. No, 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 I did, Kia. I no, asked you, you about. Not, I asked you about it when we was at the Verizon rally when Verizon was on strike. Okay. And when we left the e board meeting, so you just said I didn't ask you. No, I don't recall that. I mean, I, I remember okay. the Verizon strike. Okay, so what happened to? I mean, I'm genuinely saying I don't recall it. That I don't. Okay, I so can't tell you right here. I could have to look it up and see what's there. But if I, if, if my memory serves me correctly, though, wasn't that issue resolved? Like they stopped doing what they were doing. I'm not in platform controller right now, so I don't know. Shortly yeah, after the issue that, was they I were being that the platform controllers were being sent wherever. They the, stopped doing. The it. extra list platform controllers were being right. sent to the road when right. extra extra people were being right. placed in platform jobs. That was not the right. way it was written out. It was not the way it was supposed to go. Right. And, the and that issue was that. resolved because they that. stopped doing that. No, I can't say that. And that I issue was resolved. I haven't been there. But I understand that I, I turned right. that grievance and it was stamped. Right. And it never went through. was resolved. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, get, let me get control of this. Ask the question. Okay. Ask, ask the question, Sean. What's, what's the question you want answered? Because... I just want to know what happened to it. All right. So we go like it never. It never went to arbitration. We never received a decision on it. It was never addressed by labor relations. Period. All right. Because it's it... like it's like it just disappeared. All right. The phone. The phone going crazy. So we go let Kia answer that question, and we go get to the um to the next caller. So Kia, you got you go answer the question. No, the issue itself was resolved. They stopped sending the people to the road, and they were back into their platform controller jobs. So when that happens, so, the grievance is not even addressed because the crew office decides to correct their errors. But that was the remedy that was sought, wasn't it? To put them back we, into the platform controller? Kia, I'm not in platform controller now, and I haven't been no, say, for a what while. was the so remedy that was sought you, in the grievance? So, That's what I'm trying yeah, to ask. So, so what, what? The remedy was sought for them to honor the pick job that the extra list conductors had picked into platform okay. controllers. So they were supposed we, to have precedence over the extra, extra people all right was it okay, do, but Shana, I Shana, to you do, that this issue was resolved yeah if it was fixed they put you back I, I mean i guess i have job. to take your i guess it was like you know what take your word for that no that's not true it wasn't a week later because i still it was like a week later okay you okay. know what tramel okay okay i will look at i will look into it shauna and i will let you know no, no, I'll look into it. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know tomorrow. Let me Shana. tell you, because when they brought them mm. charges up against you, I abstained. I didn't even vote for those charges. So let me put that on the record. I abstained because you know why? Because I'm all about the truth. I ain't got time for the BS. I'm about the truth, and I'm about the members, point blank and period. I ain't in love with none of y'all, and I know you're not in love with me. <laughs> you understand? I know you're not in love with me, and I really don't care. And just like at the at the um, hold on, Shauna, Shauna, I love you. I love, I love you. Don't worry no, about it. No, you don't. I love you. Don't worry yeah, about what it. What happened at the international convention? Why you didn't let yeah, me know you. that you guys were staging that protest? Why didn't I let you know? 
You didn't say anything to me about it. When you guys saw me with the Joe Campbell T-shirt on, y'all took it upon yourselves to get up from where we were sitting as a division. We were sitting in a row as a division. And when Mm y'all saw me with the Joe Campbell T-shirt on, every last one of y'all got up, walked to the back row, and sat down, and nobody said anything to me. Y'all left me sitting in that row by myself. I wasn't even there for that. Kia was. I was even there for that, Shona. You wasn't there for the protest, Kia. Which protest are you referring to? The protest against Cuomo. Getting up and sitting in the back. Against Governor Cuomo. We were already in the back row at that point. We were in the back row the whole time. Kia, Kia, lying to y'all. Let me let y'all know. Shona, don't Kia lying to y'all. We were in the back row the whole time. I respect you. Tell I'm lying. You have a good night, Kia. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, Shona. Hanging up now. But that was that was Shauna Robinson. I guess she wanted to, you know. So what 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 she was trying to say was that, um, I guess when you had when she had on the Joe Campbell T-shirt. But at the same time, too, like she says, why do we tell her? So so she's basically saying that she sat for Cuomo's speech. I mean, so what, 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 what she trying to? Go? Was she no, what, I, no? We weren't the only ones that got up and left. No, but no, was she? Was one other rep? Was she? What she's trying to say, I guess, is that you guys had a plan mm-hmm. to when Cuomo come out, which which I respect. When Cuomo came out, that y'all was go get up or do whatever, and she's RTO okay. also. So I guess she figured that. Okay. But, she, but not all of RTO left. Yeah, but but the thing Actually, is, the thing is that the tower division stayed, except for Denise Little. So let me ask you this: Did you tell her? Did you warn her of the protest that y'all was going to do? No. All right, so that's that's what she's taking offense to. Let me see who this is on the line. Hold on Call a second. From. Yes, who's calling? Hey, Tremel's Brian Burke. All right, Brian. Look, one question, and we gonna let Kia answer. This is not gonna be the back and forth because a lot of people calling. So ask your most important right. qu- ask your most important question and Kia's gonna answer and, and, and we go keep it moving. All right, brother. Yeah, Kia, um Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, hold, hold, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that say that again, Brian. I just I just I just flew you in. Like Kia, they he go ask his question. We go we go we go get him off the line, get him to get to the next person, but you go answer his question. He got one question to ask. Yeah, Kia, uh, I have a uh, grievance uh, with you because you're also the medical coordinator. You know, I was a train operator and went through a, a temporary 2.16 uh, reclass. Um, I have a, a substantiated workers' comp claim and substantial uh, differential payments owed and a differential grievance, and there's no hearing. Uh, there's been no step two. There's been no arbitration. And uh, for some reason also you didn't show up for my – workers caught 120 hearing but um i guess my question i'd rather leave it with the uh differential uh issue because that's the uh current issue and if you can tell me why uh it's taking so long or what is it uh that you're just not going to process it and i'm you know i just lose the money and i have to sue you personally or what's going to happen all right look bro hello Brian. thanks for calling i want you to listen to his response because we got to get to the we're going to let him answer and get to the next people all right Okay, so right. I may be responsible for medical issues, but at the same time, I'm not responsible for the department's filing of grievances. So he is in the station's department, so mm-hmm. it would have to be processed through the station's area. Correct. I mean, once it gets, you know, I give advice as far as certain things, like like the Department of Bucking, TA Surface reps were asking today. I don't know if he did it in front of you, Tramel, when you were down there. 
but you know they were asking me for my advice as far as how to proceed on things. But I'm not physically there to handle each and every single medical grievance or differential. That's not my responsibility. But, each each department has their own medical rep. Yeah, let that me handles their department's duties. Well, let me ask you a question because he he did get uh-huh. he did get demoted to stations. Wouldn't that be like um uh, another rep beside you? All right. All right, so look, we go get to the next caller real quick. Call from unknown caller. To accept, press 1. Dis- yes, who's calling? Hello? Yes, who's calling? Yeah, this is McPhee. How you doing, Jamal? What's going on? What's going on, Mr. McPhee? How you doing, bro? Ah, <laughs> All right, look, we got, we got one question. You ask your most important question to Kia, then we got to move to the next thing. Gotcha. Uh. I just want to ask him what happened with helping with me all this time. I haven't received any help in two years. See, that's a vague question. Like, <laughs> what do you refer to? Grievances? What are you referring Grievances? to? Grievances? Oh, oh, you're on the line. I'm, re- I'm referring to everything about my whole situation, Kia. Nobody from the but union that's... helped me do nothing. Left me... Okay, this is still... This is still vague information. So, so uh, what are you uh, what, referring what, to in particular? Yeah, what what specifically? Well, this is something that could be done behind the scenes. I don't want to put this information out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I got you. Behind the scenes. I, I got you on that. So look, this is right what, now. This is what we go do. Right. And if, I saw if, you. And I saw you a few months ago, Steve. And right, right. We were right. You was at that union thing on 14th Street. I yeah, it was a rally for the ID. Right, right, right. And, right, and I came to the spectrum workers. So, so Steve, check this out. Reach out to me behind the scenes. Hold on, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Want, to, so, I want you to put yo, your info so, out there. So, Steve, check this you. out. Che- Steve, check this out. If it's if it's really important, like personal mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. um, reach out to Kia behind the scenes. I will I will make sure that he follows up, and we'll, we'll work on it from there. We don't want to put your sensitive information out there. Okay, I got you. I got you on that. All right. Okay. So we, if you got a general question for him, it's cool. But we don't want to put your personal, you know, what no, you what no, you dealing. I, I, I'm not. I'm not the type to go back and forth like that. Like like Shauna just did. <laughs> 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 I ain't trying to go back and forth with Kia, but he do remember that time. I, like he said, he saw me out there on Twenty Third Street, and I told him, I said, Kia, I've been trying to contact you for like three months. Leave oh, messages. Now that message. you brought that up. No, no, no. See, you brought that up now, and I showed uh-huh. you my phone. You looked at my in your phone. Right, right, right. You didn't right. reach out to me. I, I remember. I remember. But yeah, you, know, stuff, you apologize for that. Thinking. So, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 reach out to me. We'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Okay. And then All right. We'll go over what's and, and 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 right, if if kid don't follow through, just contact me because you know you you contact me here <laughs> okay. and there. Just contact All me right. and I and I make sure everything is all good. All right, man. Right, th- thanks, bro- thanks, brother. All right. All right. All right. Let me let finish listening. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> I think I think Kia, I think we need to have you on the show every week because you got to, <laughs> you got, we got to. It's a lot of shit to rectify around here. You know, people calling you about hey, all types. Hey. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm here now, so we can, we can do. No, but, but look, one thing I need you. To, <laughs> one thing I need you to do. You got to get back on your your Facebook page. Okay. You you have to you you created a, a that's a nice group over there, but you guys are missing, and 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 um I look at your administrators I don't even see your administrators posting. You know the help I don't even see them posting, but I I think that you know I personally think that people are upset at you because you have been missing in action, and um it's, it's specifically in RTO, you know I feel that. 
the things that like even what you tell me to do, I feel that you want us to be martyrs and um, individual martyrs. And I don't feel that that's the correct way to go about business. You know, we want to see strength in the field. We want to see you guys out in, 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 in unison with, with local 100 jackets. Let management know that, look, y'all not going to be pushing our members around. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I want to see it because I don't see it. The only reason I, I'm comfortable is because I, I have conversation with you. I know I could call you and I could get in contact with you and, and I could connect dots if need be. You know, just like how we did today. I love what you did for me today. You know, and for, for those who don't know, you know, I went up to, t I had an incident um, this past Saturday with a dispatcher and a superintendent not knowing what they was doing. And I sent out an a, a email today. And um, I said, Kia, you got to, I got to go to two Broadway. I got to, I got to see these guys because this is getting out of control. So Kia, you know, he basically took me on a nice tour. I didn't get to see everybody who I wanted to see because I had to, I had to go and Kia had to do some things. But part two will be coming soon. But, you know, I seen, um, who we seen first? Askurat. And, you know, they are, what, what, I, what I noticed is that they are very well aware of who I am. And um, <laughs> it's crazy, you know, but um, they, they very well aware of who I am. And then we went to go see uh, Barry Greenblatt, who is a, is a nice guy. You know, he, he's not he's not a bad guy from what I've seen. Um, you could speak to him. He's he's a, he's a nice guy. He was a, a train operator, a bus operator, a TSS. So he can't he comes from the cloth that we cut from. Not like all the other guys who make these 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 decisions on us and they never put on a uniform, you know, or never, you know, you know, did did our type of work. But what 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 I felt today was that they under they know the work that I'm putting in, and even you know, Greenblatt said that he reads my blogs. <laughs> you know. But, you know, what's crazy is that I mentioned this about a, a month, two months ago. You know, a superintendent put me to the side. She said, you know, you got to be careful what you write on that Facebook because they screenshotting your stuff and they sending it to the bosses. And Barry Greenblatt said he reads my blogs. I'm happy about that. You know, I'm, I'm not mad about that. But on a, on a serious note, on a serious note, um, I'm I'm. This work that I'm putting in is not going unheard. Unheard, you know. They they listening, they watching the MTA. They listening and they watching without a doubt. That was confirmed to me today. You know, it, it, I heard it, but it was confirmed to me today. But we got to start, or at least me. I want to have a dialogue with these guys because I think conversation could make you know things better. I don't feel that we have to go through a grievance. Oh. Even though I want you to put in my grievance for that 20 minutes they owe me, Kia, I need that. No, no, it's not for you. It's for everybody that's in contact. Yeah, so what I'm, what, what I'm doing now is that... people, so we're all going to be collectively involved in that. Correct, because what's going on at 38th Street Yard is totally ridiculous. And I told those guys to send me they, um, you know, their names, they pass. Um, when yeah, this, we when have he, a meeting. Um, Rashad and I have a meeting tomorrow to, do, to address that with, with Manny and me. Yeah, because this dispatcher needs to be. Yeah, because I even heard that they call control on her too, right then and there. Oh really? Yeah, they call control on. I was told that today, and she needs to be dealt with. She need. I, I, and I and I'm not gonna talk about you know everything that we we spoke about with Greenblatt, 
but it, it confirmed some things for me that I knew was going on. But um, these individual dispatches and superintendents and whoever they may be in the field, they, they got to sturdy up. They have to. Because they they also too because it hasn't been said, but there there have been some supervisors. I mean, I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble, but if you do the right thing, and we're not gonna have a problem. But there's some supervisors that still think they're they're bigger than God, I guess, and they've gotten written up over the same sign out procedures over nonsense for petty two minutes, five minutes. It's nonsense. Yeah, and and so, and I, and you know, just uh, pay the people. Like, come on. Yeah, one thing I came to notice is that. The super the supervisors in the field, and I'm even talking about the low level supervisors, the ATDs, the TDs. Um, I don't really get too much flack from TSS too much, but it's mostly ATDs and TDs that they give you more attitude than the bosses that two Broadway do. Do you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I I don't get it. But no, I, I think it's a training thing. It's a, it's a learning curve. I think it is, or maybe it's just. Because they're supervisors. It's a power struggle. It's a it's a power struggle. Right, but but also there's there's a ton of new people. It goes from the bottom up. Cars, conductors, train operators, TSSs, dispatchers. I still have a ton of TSSs that look to me. They they reach out to me for guidance because they're they're just too new for the job. Yeah, which is you know crazy in itself that they couldn't find someone else like a supervisor that's been there. Like there's no one to lean on to as far as to seek guidance and support. So you know there is a big learning curve out there. At the same time, do the right thing. Like, don't, like, you know, if you don't know, ask somebody. Like, come on, as the old saying goes. Like, give me a break. Yeah, that's that's it's correct. Over two minutes, that is petty. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 really is 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 past petty, but <clears throat> we we gotta start. St- we gotta do more to protect the members and let the members know that look, the union is not going to go for this. You know, and I, and I believe if if local 100 was to get rid of you or not, you would still do the good work. And and yes. and I would still be looking for um to you for information and 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 answers and things like that because you know, like I, I tell people all the time, Kia is smart. Kia is a, is very intelligent, <laughs> very very intelligent. And you you not a emo- you not an emotional person. You know, sometimes you calm me down. Like Nah, Tramel, you can't do that. Yeah, strategic. You yeah. Have to, if you run off emotions, that's like that gets you into trouble. Yeah. Like the same way when they hit me over the charges, I just sat there and I, I stood calm. I let everybody talk. And I gave my little, the same thing I just said before, that this is absurd. I gave my little speech and then that was it. Yeah, and, and they know. You know they know. Get all huffy and puffy. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm, telling you the, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this. The members just want to see more of you. Come out in the field. Come hang out. You know what I'm saying? Send, send. We we don't want to see Goody. We don't want to see them with you, you know. But they want to see you. They want to see the man. You the man. You the you the VP of uh, RTO. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that you know people got the wrong, um, you know, outlook on you. You just need to show up more. And I think that everything will be okay. You you will always, if if this goes on, you will have my support. You know, always, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. You, you know, you, you being, just just get out more. I want to see you more. When when you came to Stillwater that time, I forgot what, it, oh, when you, when they was escorting them, them, them fucking, uh, 
uh politicians around acting like they was riding the subway for three days and then and then and they was um fucking masters of the subway after riding the, the subway for five and a half hours you know but right. it, it felt good to see, for me to see you guys in the field. They get stuck though. They experience being stuck for a little bit. <laughs> that's that's cool, but they not masters. But the the problem that no, I the problem that I have with the MTA is that they worrying about what everybody else is saying about the subway, but they not coming to speak to us. They not coming to speak to the to the people who's actually moving this system, and you know, uh, towers taking a long time to give us lineups. Um, holding us in stations and um, you know it, it'd be a lot of frivolous things that goes on that the passenger wouldn't know but we could communicate with them to make the service run more efficiently because it seemed like to me right. people be falling asleep in these top these towers right you know well i don't know about feeling asleep in the towers but yeah but <laughs> but but that's what that's what it feels like <laughs> i shouldn't have to give you my call letters for you to get take lights off or, or whatever the case is you know it it Things could be a I mean, little. The time operators have that. They have they have protocol there too. I mean, they're under, especially when the general orders and stuff. Like I tell them as well, if they're not sure if a train's call at it, put this in with the danger, because the worst case scenario is a delay in service, and no one gets written up for delay in service. But you send that train down the wrong route, we got some problems. Well, I I I, I go oh. by this right here. It ain't the wrong lineup until the train operator take. <laughs> That's true. But we can prevent it in two different ways. The train yeah. operator and the tower. So. Yeah. If we can, can can save and preserve jobs that way, so even if it is a little delay in service, and I've been there, done that. Don't get me wrong, I've been in the delays. Um, it sucks, I mean, you know, to announce my call letters. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, you know what? We I signed in that day, I signed out that day, and I get I get to come back again tomorrow and do it again. Yeah, that's that's correct. Anything I tell people all the time. So that's that's correct. Know, that's my main concern. Let me ask you a question: Why why isn't tower operators? And, and train operators in the same meeting because the um the 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 tower operators give the train operators the lineup not the conductors i i can't say i don't know because i don't know how long this division has been like that i mean we do have more train operators than conductors and you know there's a few hundred tower operators yeah even as with the conductors and towers combined like we still have more train operators than, than conductors and towers combined we're, you know, it's reflected with the e-board because we got four train operators and three conductor 